We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So then the Spirit of God began to show me that grace was God's willingness to get personally involved, to deliver mankind, and to redeem mankind, and use His power and ability on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. So that really opens up the word grace to you then when you read all the other scriptures on grace. Because the grace of God, which has appeared to all men, see, God's grace, God's willingness has appeared. Then when you follow what the Apostle Paul talked about, he said, be strong in grace. You know, that's where most people miss it. Now, this may be a little side trip, but it'll help you because we need to see this. Most people will say, well, you know, I know that God's able to deliver me, and I know that God's able to bless me financially. I know that God's able to meet my needs. Well, now, you know, the devil even knows that. The devil knows God's able, but he's not going to get healed. He's not going to get delivered. So it's not a matter of just knowing that God is able. You see, it's a matter of us deciding and believing that he is willing, and he will do it for us today. Now, that's where most people miss it, because they've never understood grace. Grace is just unmerited favor to them. But thank God it's much more than that. It's God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. So when Paul says here in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. See, he was made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Well, now, let's follow this on over just a little bit here, because I think we'll find out some things about the law here that will be beneficial to us. Well, it's hard to quit there. Let's just read from verse 16 on down. Now, to Abraham and his seed was the promise made. And he saith, not to seeds as many, but as of one and of thy seed, which is Christ. Now, if you get an insight to what he's saying here, he's talking about the seed of Abraham as being Christ. Now, see, but law of double reference, it did mean his descendants too, those that were after Isaac. But the real true meaning was that it was Christ. Now, hold that in your thinking, and we'll find out something here. For this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. In other words, God told this to Abraham 430 years before the law. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham of promise. Wherefore then serveth the law. Now here's where he gives you some insight into the law. Wherefore serveth the law? It was added because of transgression till the seed should come to whom the promise was made and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now notice he says here it was added because of transgression. The law was till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Now when God made this promise to Abraham he made this promise to him concerning his seed. Now he said not seeds as many, but seed as one, singular, which was Christ. Now, 
here he says, till the seed should come. So Abraham entered into that promise until the seed should come. Now, actually, you could say that two or three ways. We could say it this way, that actually the promise was to Abraham's seed, and Abraham just got to operate in it until the seed should come to whom the promise was made. See, that's who the promise was really made to. Abraham got to operate in it because he was obedient to God, and he believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness. But it's really for the seed, and that seed was Christ. Now, you remember we mentioned this, and I think I ought to read it again there and hold your place right there. We're going to come right back to that and finish that. Let me read you again now what it says here in Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. So now here it talks about all the seed, but the promise was to seed singular. All the seed. So here he's talking about all the seed, so it seems to be plural, but yet it's singular. <laughs> Not that only which is of the law, but that which also is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, what's he speaking of there? He's talking about the seed, which is Christ. Now, follow me down here to verse 29. If ye be Christ, then are ye... We're over in Galatians now, the third chapter, verse 29. If ye be Christ... Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now, you know what he's referring to here as the seed? The seed is one, but yet it's many. Many, but yet one. Remember what Paul says? Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. See, we are the body of Christ on this planet. But yet we're all one body. But there are many members there is one seed. That seed is Christ. But yet we are of that seed. We are of the body of Christ. Therefore, we are the seed of Abraham. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, that'll get you excited. Now, back up here a little bit in verse 20. It says, Now a mediator is not the mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, then verily righteousness should have been by the law. But there was no law that could give life. But the Scriptures has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were all kept under the law, shut up unto the faith that should afterwards be revealed. Now, this is very significant here. If you get a hold of this, you ought to underline this in your Bible. Verse 23 of Galatians, the third chapter. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster. Uh, you know, quite often people say, well, why did God ever instigate the law if it was not perfect? Didn't God know that the law was not perfect? Paul's giving you some insight here. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. See, the law was the schoolmaster to teach us that we had to come to Christ because we could not keep the law. And we'll talk about that a little more, just a little further on. Paul talked about it in the seventh chapter of Romans. You know, when Paul talks about the thing I would, I do not, and the thing I don't want to do, I end up doing, so it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Well, he's talking about under the law there. 
Now, if you don't understand that, you will end up being confused after reading chapter 7 of Romans. But he's talking about under the law. Now, he says, But after that faith has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Thank God that's good news, isn't it? Now, that may be a long way around of getting <laughs> insight into that, but there's so much material to this. Once you start studying the book of Hebrews and the things Paul's saying here, it relates back to the things that he said in other places. In fact, we could spend hours and hours just on that one subject there alone. Now, we may come back and talk about some of that. But let's notice now, we're back over here in the 8th chapter. Verse 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, speaking of Jesus, our high priest, by how much also he is the mediator of the better covenant, which is established on better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. But finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So God had already prophesied that there was going to be a new covenant coming. Now see, what we've read here in Galatians helps you understand that God didn't intend for that old covenant to last forever when he put it out there. It wasn't that God made a mistake. It was just that God had to get man in a position where he could see that he couldn't do it, that he wasn't righteous within himself, that his righteousness was as filthy rags. Now, brother, if you don't think that righteousness is as filthy rags, you just set out to try to be righteous within yourself. <laughs> You'll end up just like Paul said. The thing I want to do, I won't do, and the thing that I set out to do, I end up not doing because there's a law within me, see, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me in subjection to the law of sin and death. See, you can't do it yourself. So God set that law in motion to be our schoolmaster to bring us to, and we were shut up under that, or they were shut up under it until faith should come. And that's what God was after all time, to get it by faith. You're justified by faith. We live by faith. We're justified by faith. Now we're back over here in the 8th chapter. Verse 9, Because they continued not in my covenant, I regarded them not, saith the Lord. Now you notice that God says that because they wouldn't continue in my covenant, he said, I wouldn't regard them. In other words, the curses came. And God told them that in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. He said, if you don't do these things, the curses are coming. The curses was poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. It was threefold, generally threefold thing. Now, it covered a lot more than that. But he said, they'll come upon you. So because they didn't continue in the covenant, then he said, I regarded them not. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you all this week we have CD offer number 7217. It's entitled The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. The Others of Hebrews 11. Some escaped the edge of the sword, others didn't. 
Some were sawn asunder. Some were caused great harm and defeat under the old covenant. We have a better new covenant. It's established on better promises. They didn't have the name of Jesus in that day. Another thing that happened under the old covenant, these people suffered things not necessarily because God would not deliver them, but because it was so important that what they were doing, they decided not to take deliverance. They didn't take deliverance. You remember the Apostle Paul? On one occasion, he said, it doesn't matter to me what happens to me in Jerusalem. I'm going anyway. But then another place, he was surrounded in the city by a garrison, and he escaped by being let down over the wall in a basket. So... The others of Hebrews 11 said some escaped, others didn't. It was a choice sometimes. But so many people think, well, you know, we're going to experience the same things that they experienced under the old covenant. Not necessarily, because we have an intercessor. We have Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. We have the authority to use His name. We have given the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, we're only limited to what we can believe based on the authority of the Word of God. That's offer number 7217, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. I believe this series will help you understand what happened to the others of Hebrews 11. We have a toll-free order line. It's one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.